Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationship and dating. So I appreciate and thank everybody who has been able to tune in so far for season six. Yes, you heard it, season six. And this whole season is about upgrading. So I thank everyone who's went to YouTube and actually subscribed to the page. I know it's a lot to ask. You guys already subscribed to the podcast and you guys have been extremely supportive in that. But I will ask you to share the YouTube page with your friends, with your family, so that they can also become part of the great conversation. So if you haven't seen or heard last week's episode, we talked about being honest. And the name of that episode is Straight No Chaser or a Mixed Drink. And so we talked about how is honesty best delivered? And we give some really practical tools and strategies on how to deliver things in an honest way to where you don't always have to hurt someone's feelings, but you do need to be truthful. So I just thank all of you guys for tuning in for that. So if you haven't, go ahead, stop right now, go back, listen to that episode, and that way you'll be all caught up. So we are actually having another amazing guest with us this week. I'm super excited. Let me go ahead and zoom them in. Hey. Hey, so go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Thank you so much, Joseph. Hi, everyone. My name is Sierra Hillsman. I'm a licensed associate professional counselor here in the state of Georgia, currently located in Metro Atlanta. I'm the founder of Legacy Speaks, which is an online platform dedicated to destigmatizing mental illness within communities of color. And I'm just uh, an amazing millennial who is just all about mental health and wellness. So thank you so much for the opportunity to share my platform on this amazing podcast, Joseph. Oh, no problem. Like I I try to tell everybody, I'm not just bringing anybody in front of them. I like to have people who are in the mental health space. Not that nobody else's opinion matters, but we are actually in those rooms, those dark places with people. So we tend to have a different perspective. Not that it's better. We just have a different perspective on life, relationships, mental health, mental illness. We get to see it up close. So I always like to bring people who get a chance to see it up close and personal and have an opportunity to share their experience. So you guys, I'm introducing a new little segment. I normally don't do this, but since we got a video, I don't know how to act now. So we are are gonna do a little get to know you segment with Sierra. All right, so Sierra. What have you been binging since COVID-19 has started? Oh, my word. Um, I just finished, finished um, what's it, Nurse Ratchet on Netflix. Hmm. 
So finish that. And I really appreciated that because it, it really did target mental health. It was talking about all these different disorders like dissociative identity disorder mm. or how back in the days in the 1940s, they used to view uh, the LGBTQI plus community as uh, as a sickness or how they used to call depression melancholy. So I love that one. And then there's another show called Glow where people are um, was makeup artists would create all these different looks using makeup and all these different tools. So those are the ones that I've been binging the most. Okay. Those are, I have not seen those, but I definitely need to get on those because I am interested in just mental health shows. It looks like they're starting to become a lot more on like all the streaming platforms, which is good because now I'm putting it out in front and people can see the different aspects. So something I've been binge watching is I've been watching Girlfriends. Okay. And so, like I saw that like way back in the day. And now that I, I see them and they're talking about like stuff that are happening in their thirties and I'm now in my thirties, I used to think they were old. Like I used to think, <laughs> I was like, wow, they are so old going through that. But now I'm like, that's me. I'm 31. Yeah. So that's something I've been watching. Also uh, Lovecraft Country. I don't yes. know. I just, I just love historical fiction, like yes. historical events that happen, but you can throw some sci-fi stuff in there to where it's not necessarily exactly how it goes, but it like it's entertaining as well. So yes, I, really I have enjoy. to keep up with Lovecraft as well. I, it's so funny because a friend of mine was asking the question of like, what's worse, the paranormal or the racism? And so I was just like, man, that's a really great question. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good one. So if you haven't, go ahead and check that out. All right, next question. Now that fall and winter is very close upon us, what is your favorite fall or winter item of clothing? Oh, I love boots. I absolutely love boots, especially the ones that go up to your uh, knees or cover your shins. Um, I'm a native Floridian, so I, now that I live in Atlanta, I have to prepare efficiently and effectively because I remember my first winter here, it was 12 degrees. In Florida, I think when I used to live in Tampa, the coldest that it's ever gotten was in the 30s. So I was just like, oh, Lord, but I absolutely love boots. Okay. So I, I'm i a hoodie person. Like as soon as I feel that brisk morning, I'm like, oh, I got to go put a like go go get the hoodies like i love hoodies yeah i don't know what it is maybe it's like my comfort item of clothing some people have blankets have like throws on their couch that they just love a hoodie all right so what is your favorite winter slash fall beverage oh lord um i drink tea all the time so it really just depends on the mood i'm in um, but either some type of herbal tea, whether it's like peppermint or chai or especially like a chai tea latte. Um, but those are just my favorite. Okay. So I'm on the same boat. I just recently started drinking this turmeric chai ginger latte and oh mm -hmm. my goodness. And I put almond milk in it. Oh my goodness. It's been like, I can literally drink that maybe three times a day. You know how some people like drink coffee all throughout the day. Like if I could, yes. I would drink that all through the day. It just makes you feel warm inside. And plus, I'm a big turmeric fan. I think it really helps yeah. with a lot of like inflammation and a lot of uh, ailments that um, you can deal with naturally. I, I like the natural right. kind of stuff. So that's been one of my um, favorite drinks 
of the fall slash winter. So that's a little bit about Sierra. That's a little bit about me. That's a little bit of get to know you. So we're going to just go ahead and transition into the next segment, which is everybody's favorite segment, if you let them tell it, is love it or shove it. And love it or shove it is a segment where we share a dating scenario or situation and the guest gets to share whether or not they love it, which means they agree, or shove it, which means they disagree. All right, so you ready? Ready. You're gonna be honest. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> all right, so do you love or shove all of the newly created memes about this PlayStation 5? So one of them to be specific is there are plenty of memes going around with young guys getting hugged up, snuggling, kissing these old women in order to purchase a PlayStation. Excuse me. They're not purchasing it. The, the older lady is purchasing the PS5. There's another really popular meme going around that has many different varieties to it is the guy is sitting there laughing at his wife or girlfriend's jokes for four months straight in order for her to buy <laughs> to buy this piece PlayStation 5. And the one that I think is my favorite is the man holding the woman from behind at the game store at Walmart at Target saying, hey, baby, look, the PlayStation 5 also has a DVD player in Netflix. You can use the Netflix. It'll kind of be ours. So how do you feel about all these PlayStation 5 memes? Do you love them? Or do you shove it? I love them. I love memes. They're hilarious. You know, as funny as they are, they really are a reflection of how people are truly feeling. So I just think it's really dope that men have had the opportunity to be able to put their feelings in the forefront and show some level of appreciation for something that they truly care about. Shout out to all the gamers out there. Uh, I'm still stuck back in like the early 2000s where you had like, uh, what is it? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, what's it called? Tekken. Tekken was my favorite fighting game growing up um, and then Mortal Kombat and all the other stuff like that. But shout out to all the gamers, especially the female gamers out there, too. So I think it's so hilarious. <laughs> OK. And, and I have to say, I love it as well. I love the fact that everybody is. It's just the creativity. I mean, we did not have this level of entertainment growing up. So yeah. the fact that, and I think it's more guys actually putting these memes out and circulating just as much as the women. Like right. they are getting a kick out of, hey, let me go get booed up with this grandma real quick. Or let me sit there and they're like laughing. Have you seen the one where it's like the, the smiling mask, but it's the crying face behind yes. it? <laughs> Guys are putting that out to express what they're willing to do to get this PlayStation 5. And let me tell you, the gamers have no shame. They'll do whatever it takes. They'll stand in line with you. They'll wait in the whatever it needs to do. They are going to get that game. I got to give props to the perseverance and, and the thoughtfulness and the sacrifice that comes with a lot of these people trying to uh, uh, get access to this new gaming system. Right. <laughs> So you guys, let us know what you think down below in the comments. Do you love or shove all the, the Facebook memes associated with this PS5? I mean, it just came out last week. There's probably 100 out right now. There's probably going to be 1,000 more by the time the weekend hits because this is literally the first weekend that people are going to have just to be at home doing it. So let us know what you think in the comments.
So we're going to go ahead and we're going to transition into the topic for today. And we're going to start it off like this. So the week, our time is very limited. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the exact same 24-hour period in a day. Oprah has often said that the only difference between her, who is a billionaire, and the person who is not, is how they use their time, how they break down and use the same 24 hours that everyone has. So many people have difficulty managing time. Time seems to slip away from us um, when we least expect it or when we least need it to. Or when we're waiting for something that we're really looking forward to, it seems like time seems to slow and creep itself. And when it comes to relationships and dating, we have to be able to figure out the best way to balance our professional life, our career, our responsibilities, and still try to pursue and try to grow a relationship with someone that we are interested in. So we're going to talk about the balancing act. So Sierra, when you hear the term work-life balance, what comes to mind? What are some thoughts that seem to pop into your head when someone says work-life balance? So when I, I'm going to start off with like the, the second word balance, every time I think about the word balance, I see the word, the, the scale, right? And so in order for you to have equal parts on both sides of the scale, you have to make sure that whatever um, weight is on one side is also equal on the other side as well. And I just want to encourage everybody to understand that like, even when we're trying to level the playing field for what we have going on in our lives, please practice some level of grace because there's more than two things that you're taking care of. So one, understand like, all right, what are my responsibilities? What are my perceived responsibilities? And the reason why I say perceived is because oftentimes we're putting on things that are not truly ours. Um, but I always encourage individuals, whether it's like clients or like friends and family members to not look at life as like the goal of achieving balance, but rather harmony instead. Um, harmony gives us the opportunity to make peace with all these different aspects of ourselves rather than trying to be sticklers or trying to create these expectations that we may not be able to meet on a consistent basis. And so um, to answer your question, going back to it, just when I think about balance, it's just like the unrealistic expectation of always being equal on both sides or having equal parts of ourselves. But I mean, how many times are we how, how many of us have dealt with like burnout, compassion, fatigue, trying to pursue this thing called balance? I definitely get that. And, and when I hear balance, I definitely think of trying to make sure two things are even. Right. And, and the older I get, the more I'm realizing that that may not necessarily always be possible because there are going to be times where there are things that require a, a different level of urgency right. than other things. And that may not always come at the most like ideal time. Mm -hmm. So talking about work-life balance, is there any area that you specifically struggle with as far as work-life balance? I would definitely say trying to manage being a full-time employee along with being a full-time entrepreneur. 
And so thank goodness at this present time, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't have any uh, dependents or any um, type of relationships at this present time or any other relationships that require me to shift my focus to make sure that we're one on one accord. Um, but I know that trying to carry the load of working all these these hours <laughs> in order to achieve my goals professionally and um, achieve my goals just personally as well. That can be a struggle from time to time. And it's crazy because when you were talking about Oprah, I've often said that to myself. I'm like, dang, I really wish I could, you know, execute efficiently and effectively. But I had to remember that Oprah wasn't built in a day. Beyonce wasn't built in a day. All these major people that we looked up to or continue to look up to. Um, they have been able to learn and create a pace for themselves that has helped them to succeed thus far. And then another thing too, going back to practicing grace is all of these individuals have teams. So uh, they're not doing the day-to-day -day stuff that we're doing. They're not going to do laundry. They're not washing dishes. They're not taking their child to, uh, to uh, the park. They're not doing all of these things. So understand that um, when you get into a different tax bracket, you have a lot of luxuries that come with living life. Um, so just making peace with where you're at in your life and not saying that you can't achieve those things, but just understand that your life is different from those that are in a higher tax bracket. Definitely. And I, I'm going to be honest, I, I value being transparent. Y'all, I'm a therapist who does not always practice self-care. And right. I feel like that's one of those areas of balance that everyone definitely needs. It has to be in the equation or you eventually burn out. Like, I am terrible at that. Like, I'll have, like, it's funny, like, with business and with, like, schooling and, like, I can have everything down to a T. I can help clients figure out how to map up their whole life and how to have the system, like, perfect, have their own self-care routine. But when it comes to, I can I can plan it, but it's the execution of it, finding out when to do it, when to move it up, when to give grace. Like, I am terrible at that. And I believe, like, a lot of people have areas in this work-life balance that is very challenging. And I love the word you keep mm -hmm. using. You have to give yourself grace in the process, not being so stringent in it to where if it doesn't happen the exact way I said, then I failed. Like that doesn't have to be the reality. So when we throw in romance, when we throw in, throw in a significant other, when we throw into somebody we recently started dating, and now we not only have to balance work, um, our professional life, but now we're trying to increase our social connection. Mm -hmm. How, what do you think some challenges are that people face when it comes to balancing that romance that um, I, I, I like you, you like me, but I still have other stuff I got to manage. Like, what do you think the challenge is in that area? Or can be? A huge challenge that uh, couples can face are communication, right? And so when I think of communication, it's not only what we say, but how we say and who we say it to and in what context. And so understanding that like in a relationship is two whole people coming together and you are literally carving out space for them and they're literally carving out space for you mm -hmm. guys. 
So as you guys are on this journey of trying to grow together, make sure every step of the way you're checking in with one another to see if you need to make the necessary shifts. Okay, do I need to make a detour real quick? Do we need to stop off at a gas station? Do I need to incorporate some social support to have these conversations? Do I need to employ uh, a couples therapist to help widen our perspective? Like, what are some things that we can do to increase communication in order for us to get on the same page? Uh, because I, I know a, a lot of your viewers or a lot of your listeners, they're uh, not only are you guys like goal oriented or have like this destiny that you're trying to manifest, but I'm pretty sure y'all aren't dating no, anybody that is subpar or anybody who uh, is not going to help you grow and build together. So um, as you are pursuing your goals, make sure that you are leaving room for conversations to take place, no matter how difficult or uncomfortable they may be. That way y'all can continue to progress forward. Got you. So, so think about it, like, think about this. So especially like, I don't care what age you are, when you really like somebody, people start um, doing things they wouldn't normally do. Like yeah. were, we all remember those times staying up late on the phone with someone we really liked, even though we had to either go to school in the morning or like now that we're like we're millennials, we're much older, like we got to go to work. Like we got to get up to go do something so that we can keep the lights on. But we still want to hang out, still right. chill, still connect with this person on the other end of the phone or that we're that we're pursuing. Like we still want to we still want to do what we want to do. We still yeah. want to have fun. Like there's still life that has to happen. Like we can't just be all work. Right. So how do you deal with the inner struggle of, man, I want to continue to get to know this person as much as I can versus, okay, I got responsibilities. Like I, like I got to go to sleep because I know I wake up really early, mm-hmm. but I'm having so much fun. Like how do you deal with that inner challenge? Definitely. <laughs> when you were talking about that, I thought about um, a friend of mine who would try to stay up late with me. And I'm just like, man, I'm not that little young buck anymore. I can't. <laughs> I got work in the morning. All right. It's, I can't be up here caking with you all day anyway. So <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I would definitely say uh, put your cards out on the table. Look at your schedule. What is your uh, least busiest day of the week? Um, even being intentional about planning, right? So especially for my individuals who deal with anxiety or, or feel like they need to meet a certain expectation or like this pressure to perform in order for you to be there for your partner. All right. So, uh, hey, uh, let, while we're talking, while we're on the phone, let's look at each other's schedules, what days are free. Uh, and it, I know it may seem very meticulous when trying to plan things out, but when you're growing a healthy relationship, intentionality is so key as you guys are continuing to move forward. So uh, partnering that communication with transparency, because Mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, sometimes life happens on life's terms, even though we have a tendency to want to plan, life will throw in a monkey wrench, a a meeting may come up or a family emergency may come up or um, something just may happen. So figure out how you can capitalize on the time that is already readily available. And then just try to see if you can uh, plan by, by the week or bi-weekly. See what works best for you. So I would say start there. And I think that's very, that's practical. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want your work performance to suffer so bad because 
And because of this two week period, this three week period, you're so infatuated with somebody. What happens if they leave? Now you've you've created a pattern at work that is that could potentially impact your coins and the person is gone. Right. So setting up something that you can use on a consistent basis with no matter who you're dating. It may be it, it, it may be someone you're talking to today. It may be friends. It may be family. But having a communication, I like that word about what's going on, where, when you can talk and when you can't. That's part of trying to have, achieve, and maintain balance. Because if, there's going to be things that come up, but you, listen, this is what I keep telling people. We are, we're grown now. Like, we're not kids. Super we, grown. Can say, we can say, hey, I can't talk on the phone till 9, 10, 11 anymore. We can mm-hmm. talk till 7, 8, 30. And then I got to go to sleep because I got things that I'm trying to do and things that I'm trying to achieve. There still needs to be that balance. And if they can't handle the fact that you are putting boundaries in place, that you're putting a system in place that just tells you something about them, maybe your system, your idea of how this is going to work may need more communication. Definitely. And I really love how you honed in on boundaries because I was getting ready to say that. Right. It's one thing to establish a boundary, but it's another thing to implement it and maintain it. It's the same thing with planning. It's one thing to create a plan, but it's another thing to implement it and maintain it. And so having the confidence and the excuse me, the self-esteem to be able to vocalize your needs in this moment. I know oftentimes with dating, we always think about like the five love languages. And so being upfront with those as well. And then even going back to what you said, practicality, a lot of this stuff is not complex, right? So what, how the have conversations about what dating looks like, what are your expectations in dating? And then also see how you can go from having this mindset of having to have big grandiose types of dates to, okay, well, let's grab some coffee on the go or let's get together on lunch, or maybe if we spend the night, let's commute together so we can capitalize on our time. Like, what are some ways that we can increase spending time together, growing together, um, communing with one another, helping each other pursue each other's goals, just finding uh, little nuggets or little pockets for us to be able to spend time and cultivate this relationship the best way that we can. And that's good. Like, like I keep saying, we grown, we got to do things the way grown folks do. We got to take responsibility um, for what's going on in our life. And that includes taking care of your professional side, still pursuing those dreams, goals and aspirations, but also cultivating the social side, which is your family, your relationships and what you look to have in the future. So I got a question. Yeah. And I, I'm, I've been thinking about something lately and I want you, I want to just like bounce this off of you. So yeah. is is social media destroying our work life balance? It really just depends on what you use it for. And for me, I personally am a content creator. So I know how to utilize social media to advance my business. And I also employ different uh, techniques, whether it's like using later to help schedule my posts or Hootsuite to help schedule my posts. It really just depends. Now, I do think that social media can warp our expectations in relationships 
you know, certain hashtags like couple goals or um, uh, true love or black love, whatever. If you don't happen to see those types of aspects and qualities in your relationship, you can begin to form resentments, jealousies, frustrations, because we understand that social media is a highlight reel. Nobody posts pictures of the arguments. Nobody posts videos of the times that we storm out the house and just hop in the car to drive away. And so I, I think it's important for you to stay rooted in how you define love, how you define relationships, those, you know, those core concepts and those core beliefs before you get sucked into uh, the I don't want to say the the realities of social media, but like the, the before you get sucked into the whirlpool of social media. And it's not mm -hmm. to say that those moments aren't real because those are real for those people. But understand that uh, just like how we're dealing with all these amazing experiences in love, there are some downsides to relationships as well or just um, negative experiences or difficult experiences in relationships as well. Gotcha. And I think I think social media is not giving people a balanced view or perspective on what relationships are really like. This is why I say, like, I, I like to have therapists to come on and talk about like the what real relationships are. There's a reason why people can go to relationship counseling. A lot of the people out here who have couple goals and have all these uh, big following, like people don't know what's happening behind closed doors and social media like you said is a highlight reel you never see any of the pictures of people who have fights right like they don't nobody talks about the what what uh me and my uh what dexter were talking about um a couple weeks ago was the argument where you're just both silent where everyone's just sitting in there you're mad but nobody's like like nobody knows about that outside of those people who are in relationships like that's not something that's talked about and expressed, but that is a really common occurrence. And so when it happens to people in real life, they're like, oh my goodness, I never saw this on social media. What do I do? Now right. you're in. I definitely want to uh, highlight something because there are times where people will put their business out there, like the rough times and the tough times, and they get shunned for it. Mm. So is it really social media or is it society trying to shape the way we perceive relationships. That's something Ooh. to really consider. No, that that is a good one because as soon as listen, as soon as Will and Jada put their stuff out, everybody had criticism and critique. When right. that probably is one of the most authentic I've ever heard of celebrities be about their own personal business and like put it out there, and it got so much pushback and got so much critique for mm -hmm. what they did and how they tried to work things out. I I. I think you're on to something like that's very much a societal thing. And I'm just who I feel sorry for the generation coming up after us because they live in that phone, man. Like they they think that everything that happens in social media is how it is in the real world. Yeah. And what you do to connect with people on social media does not work in the real world. Like <laughs> guys are aren't as comfortable talking to women face to face anymore. Because yeah. we can shoot our shot in the DM and think about it. we're talking about work life balance. There is no balance for a guy to have to bounce back from getting rejection when mm. if you just get left on red, then I just move on. Like I can I can send a text to five different people and just wait to see who who bites first.
Right. But the but the balance in that in real life is, man, you going you going to pause like the right one, like someone you thought you liked and they shun you like yes. to your face, you are going to be like, hold on. I got to have balance. I can't just jump right back out there because I don't want to feel that feeling again. And right. I think as far as balance in relationships, we are missing a lot of that because social media gives us direct access without the the personability part. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that? Like how social media takes away the the in-person aspect of it? I definitely agree um, based upon what I see, especially with the quarantine, right? We haven't had an opportunity to have those real face-to-face conversations. Um, it's lowering our emotional intelligence. We're not able to like commune like we used to. I remember seeing a commercial for Bumble, you know, the dating app. And they had the opportunity to be able to do dates via video chatting. And I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> to see wow. how the world has completely changed, right? You know, I know we also talk about like the impact of Zoom and Zoom fatigue and everything like that, but it's it's so it's completely different being able to talk and feel somebody's energy in person. And as you're continuing to date, you're not going to gain those social cues and you're not going to be able to practice those social skills that are necessary for you to be able to have a healthy relationship so when if you're constantly dating online and then it gets to the point where it's just like all right let's have the this uh, this real in-person relationship you're still trying to figure each other out it's like starting to date all over again as you transition from the video to the in-person impact so I, I think it's going to be very interesting, not only for mm-hmm. our generation, but also generations to come. And um, you even see it now, like you mentioned with the sliding in the DMs, how like Quavo was able to get Sweetie with a little snowflake. And now everybody's just sending snowflakes out. And so what about, you know, hey, nice to meet you or hi, my name is or how can I like that get to know you phase is it's changing consistently over time. and so. It's so it's so interesting that you even talked about the rejection piece as well, because after you get rejected, how do I deal with those emotions? And it maybe I don't even deal with those emotions because I'm sending out the next message in order for me to get that dopamine fix <laughs> so that I can recover from that that um, uncomfortable feeling of being rejected immediately. Definitely. So we're going to move on into our flip the script segment and flip the script is a segment of the show where our guest provides us with a simple tool or strategy for how to deal with a relationship challenge. So Sierra, here's your question. What is a simple tool or strategy that someone can use to better have a work-life balance while they are still trying to entertain, date and create connecting relationships? I think the first thing ultimately is increasing mindfulness and building self-awareness. I know I've constantly used the word self throughout this entire episode, but I would definitely encourage anybody to look at yourself in the three selves. So whether that's self-image, self-efficacy, and self-esteem. Self-image is how I see myself. 
self-esteem is how I feel about myself and self-efficacy is how I view my capabilities. And so once you are able to increase awareness and get a better understanding of how you move in those different areas, it shows, uh, it helps you build confidence in the area of carrying on a healthy relationship, but it also helps you build confidence in being able to pursue all of the different aspects that you have in your life, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's uh, your health as well. And so making sure that you are just taking the time to view yourself in a larger lens. That's the most practical thing. View yourself in a larger lens and going back to the open communication. Once you gain a better understanding of who you are as a person, start bringing in that other individual so you can see how they view them, view themselves and figure out what are what are what is the compromise? Where can we meet in the middle so we can continue to grow and move forward? And there you guys have it. Sierra, thank you for joining us this week. No problem. Thank you for having me, Joseph. I love this. <laughs> Great. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Definitely. So everybody, you can find me at Legacy SPKS on everything. That's Instagram, Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube where I host weekly psychoeducational episodes, everything related to mental health, spirituality, personal development. Just go to YouTube and you'll see Legacy Speaks. And you can also visit my website at LegacySPKS.com where you'll have uh, opportunities to gain more psychoeducational resources. I have a, a couple of workshops that are available there. And um, also for journals, journals, I have journals for entrepreneurs and for creative individuals as well. So just go to the website and check me out on everything. All right, so I will put her information in the show notes. So if you're listening in podcast land, don't go try to click the links. I know y'all be trying to do that while you're driving. <laughs> don't go do that. Wait until you get somewhere parked and then you can go ahead and click the links. And please go follow her on everything. Subscribe to all her pages. You guys, thank you guys for watching. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast. Please comment, rate, subscribe. Also, if you're in podcast land, jump on over to YouTube to the Love Unscripted HD page. That's where we have all of all of ugh, excuse me all of our podcast episodes and all the sip slow that we do every Friday night. So we thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.